You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey everyone, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today we have a very special guest, Tony DiOrso, who has the number one podcast on Voice America with more than 40 million downloads. Tony focuses on what he calls elite entrepreneurs. But what he's really all about is the power of believing in your dreams and making them happen. And that's what he did, growing up in a poor Italian immigrant family, delivering newspapers when he was a mere child, paying all his expenses on his own to spare his parents from having to support him. As a teenager, he was supporting himself. And then he put himself through college. But I don't want to reveal too much because it's all laid out in his story in the Chicken Soup for the Soul 30th Anniversary Edition. So without further ado, I am pleased to introduce Tony DiOrso. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me on Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. What an honor. Oh, my gosh. I was honored to be on your podcast because I know it's hard to get on it. Uh, Tell us the name of your podcast. It's called The Tony D'Urso Show. It's had several different names over the years, but I realized because I would be moving it around that it's best to just brand it with my name. So I put my name on it. It was once called like Revenue Chat Radio. That's how I started. Yeah, and it's about way more than that. So that makes a lot of sense. And you are a brand now, so I think it's great you named it after yourself. Well, I want to thank you for contributing your life story for our updated edition of Chicken Soup for the Soul. You know, I wanted to put today's thought leaders in this book. And so I considered you to be one of those people. And I only invited 11 people to write stories for this updated edition of Chicken Soup for the Soul. And you were one of the 11. And in fact, all 11 people said yes. So I got my A-list for the book. (laughs) So let's talk about your backstory, the story that you laid out in your story in our book because what an interesting background you have. Well, thank you. And I'm even more honored than ever to know I'm one of 11. That's like so cool. I want to thank you. My story, I think you helped work out the title. It's called One Step Removed in your Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, 30th anniversary edition. And as I was thinking about that later on, it's like one step to, to success. It's one step to anything. For example, to answer your point now, I was born in Sicily, Italy. I'm, I'm Italian, though I grew up in Chicago, getting a little ahead of myself. So I have that Chicago accent just a little bit, though everybody in the world, you know it as Chicago. But if you're in the city, it's Chicago. It's just a little different. I did not know that. 
I have never, I've never said that right. Even when I was talking about Chicago deep dish pizza, I said Chicago. <laughs> there you go. So I was one of six boys, and my father was in World War II. He was in a POW camp for like a year and a half. I didn't know any of that as a boy. You don't know these things about your dad. And sometimes, uh, I don't know, something would bust or be over his threshold and he would just like freak out. And I never knew what that was. Only many years later did I then understand my dad's seemingly impetuous anger sometimes. I say that and I want I want the world to know so that that can happen, especially if you know someone who's been in the service. You have to be tolerant and acceptable if their attitude or their demeanor is not always let's call it perfect, because you don't know what they've been through. Though a little boy doesn't necessarily know that. So as I tell people, when we went to Chicago, Chicago, if you're in the city, I went there when I was three years old. And I joke about it and say, well, then I promptly took a two-year vacation. Because at the age of five, I started getting up as early as like 4.30 in the morning, which still hurts to think about it. Sometimes maybe as late as 5.30, like sleep in a little. And we would deliver the newspaper seven days a week in Chicago, in the wind, the storm. It doesn't matter if the wind chill factor is like minus 72 degrees below zero, which really happened. You have to deliver the papers. And why is because there's six boys. My mom took care of the kids and my dad worked in a factory and he would take the bus to work every day. And some years later, I heard him say that to save five cents, can imagine this, to save five cents on the bus transfer, he would walk many miles additionally to go to work, regardless of the weather. In fact, only once did I hear him, like he was embarrassed and he apologized to my mom that the weather was so bad that he had to pay five cents for the transfer. Now, these words don't necessarily mean a whole lot, but one day when I was a teenager and I was looking for a job, I happened to be at the same neighborhood my dad once worked at. And I walked from that place all the way to the main bus line. And I got to tell you, it was one heck of a very long walk. That really helped me appreciate what my dad did. So I'm a paper route boy at the age of five and would do the paper and deliver the paper, then go home after that, have breakfast, and then I would walk to school. I walked to school a couple of miles. It was no big deal. It didn't matter the rain. It didn't matter if rivers were coming down the street. It's just a couple miles. You don't need a bus for that. And a little pivot is when I was eight years old, I was big enough to roll and move the papers so that I could have my own cart and get my own money for that. Because before then, a five-year-old boy, you can't even push the cart because it's so laden with papers. I couldn't budge them. So once I was able to budge the cart at about eight years old, I became my own entrepreneur, my own boss, and I would deliver the papers. And it didn't matter. Again, the rain it was just a mindset. And that's the kind of the mindset throughout here. It just didn't matter what the external event or anything was. It just didn't matter. I had to deliver the paper. It, it didn't matter if it was freezing cold. Give you an example. If anyone's ever been to Chicago, you know that there's very high wind and it gets very 
very cold. And I would get so cold and so tired of freezing that I would eventually learn very fast. I would wear two pairs of socks, like two pants, three different undershirts, a sweater, a winter jacket, a hat, and two pairs of gloves. But I got to tell you, after you're out there delivering papers for two hours, that cold just goes right through you, Amy. Oh, I'm sure. And I noticed you live in California now, Southern California. That's right. So you're still defrosting. (laughs) We had this big radiator cover in our living room. It was like six, seven feet long. And I would turn on the radiator and I would lie on there and I would literally turn over back and forth until I defrosted. Not even a joke. (laughs) So you did this through your childhood. When you were a teenager, you earned money and paid for yourself so that your mother and father didn't have to worry about your expenses. And then you managed to get yourself into college as well. So, I mean, it's just an incredible immigrant success story. I can say that after 10 years of delivering the paper at the age of 14, I moved up another level where I went into fast food. And then I said, from then on at the age of 14, I mean, I don't think you hear that these days, but I told my parents, I said, I'm going to keep my money from now on. I'm going to pay for everything I need, everything. I just basically slept there and had dinners, but I took care of all my expenses. And I was still going to high school at the time. And I just, I just paid for everything. And That training just really teaches you a lot, again, to be self-supportive, which is so important for today's entrepreneur, Amy. And I could tell you about my corporate America days at 19, so that would be five years in fast food and so forth. At 19, you're going to love this. At 19, I go into corporate America and I'm looking for a job because I'm tired of doing fast food. Hey, I'm 19 now, you know? And can you believe I got myself a job as a typist? It's like... But it was no trick. There was no, there was nothing. I got the job. I got hired. I didn't know how to type. But I Oh, you didn't know lo- how to type? But I you didn't put know yourself forward as a typist? That's yeah, funny. Well, because it was available and I'm new to this and it's like, oh yeah, I can. Well, I got 10 digits here. I can type. I can type. And I proved it. I went to the library, got a book, and I started practicing typing. And I want to say very clearly that I was able to type so fast, I could type regularly faster than the machine could handle. And I had to slow down myself to keep in pace so that no two keys would hit each other. Oh, yeah. I remember that. The two keys would jam together. Yeah. You got to just pace yourself up, 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 just right. And I would have coworkers literally outside the door. They wouldn't come in, but they would stand there. I don't know why. And they would just watch me. (laughs) My first audience before I podcasted. (laughs) I think we're going to take a quick break for an ad. And then I want to talk about your podcast and some of the life lessons you've picked up from your guests. So we will be right back with that. Introducing Bluehost Cloud. Ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. 
Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Tony, you are such a keen observer of people and a very skilled interviewer, too, as I know from being on your podcast. So, you must have learned a lot about what makes people tick from doing your podcast for all these years. So, can you share some of your observations about people? I would love to. And what I'm about to tell you in the way I'm going to bring it about, I've never mentioned before, and I've never heard it on anybody else's podcast. And what I'm about to say, let me kind of start from the beginning. As Amy said, I've interviewed people at all levels, from they were homeless ones to a billionaire today. I've interviewed so many people, very successful. We don't talk about money. You don't know that the person I'm interviewing has $300 million cash in his pocket. We don't talk about the money, but that's a true story. And I interview people that have made it. And I've heard so many inspiring stories, hundreds. I think I'm around 500 plus interviews in, in seven years. And Amy, one of the most important points that drives home to me is that those that are successful, they really know what they're trying to do and where they're going. Now, not everyone starts off with this magnificent vision and this well-crafted purpose for their life. Some just fall into it, but they have a good idea of where they're going. They have a drive and that gets developed. And it's that vision and it's that purpose that keeps them at it, despite adversity, despite problems, despite anything else. So many successful people could have quit right at the beginning. You know, they could have immersed themselves in entertainment and with all the distractions we have today, more than ever, it could have kept them from accomplishing something. But they kept at it, even if the opportunity was handed to them. They develop the vision and the purpose around it and make it successful. Now, you could say, oh, well, you know, if I had a million dollars, I could be successful. That's all I need is money for my business. And I say, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with money. It has zero to do with money. It has to do with taking that opportunity and making it successful. Now, we've all heard most lotto millionaires are bankrupt, right? They didn't know how to deal with the opportunity that presented itself. So even though rich, they needed a guide and a mentor. And so what I try to bring out in in talks like this and in the chapter that I've shared with you in your book, it's all about making do with what you have and making the most of it, no matter the obstacles. Yeah, I know those are easy words to say, but I've lived it, and so have the hundreds and hundreds of elite entrepreneurs that I've interviewed. Now, I would guess in some cases, they had a vision, they have the drive, they have the purpose, the passion, and they start down a path, and then they realize, oops, that wasn't exactly going to work, so they just retrench a little bit, go down a different path. Same passion, maybe same purpose but the vision has to change a bit. Yes. And not that I know your entire story, but at some point in her life, Amy didn't know she would be involved in Chicken Soup for the Soul. But she, at some point in her life, she saw it as an opportunity and took it and and worked your vision and purpose and why you're going to do it and how come and all that and worked it to take it to an even additional level than it was back then. Well, you're right about that because I spent most of my career in the world of finance, basically in the world of 
analyzing telecommunications and technology companies, picking stocks, running a hedge fund, advising people, then being a board member for those companies, being an executive at a fast-growing technology company. I never, ever would have thought that I would end up at Chicken Soup for the Soul. That was a complete shock. And I did it at age 50 when my younger child went off to college. Yeah, it was like pushing a reset button. But I guess I brought all my past experiences with me, and they helped me with this entirely new enterprise. And you know, Amy, if I may give an analogy, which is, again, something I've never brought up, but it's brand new, it's like a car. And I don't mean to be silly or facetious. You were driving whatever you were driving back then. But when you saw this opportunity, it's like a new car. And you have to work out what that's going to be in your life and put gas in it and take care of it and drive that. And that's kind of like what happens when an opportunity comes or you create it. When I got my first car, it was handed down, it was given to me. But my later cars, like my Mercedes or whatever, I went after them. I had that vision. I said, I'm going to get this sports car or whatever. So it could go either way, but it's what you do with it. That's what's important. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't think I've ever worked as hard as I've worked in the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah, but I am filled with passion and purpose the whole time that I'm doing it because you get a lot of positive feedback when you're putting out these books that change people's lives. Well, yes, today you mentioned Chicken Soup for the Soul. My mother-in-law mentioned to her that I'm going to be in this book, and she's heard about the series. I don't think she's ever read it, but she's heard about it. it. It's a household word today. People know the book, even if they haven't read it or they know the series. And you've really catapulted it into just a whole new level because, because you are passionate about it. I know some people's a different school of thought say passion has nothing to do with it, but I really beg to differ, Amy, because if all you wanted to do was just make money from it. The stories wouldn't have been so good and the whole thing would have petered out. You have to put that passion and that purpose into it to really help make it even more successful. Yeah, I work really hard on it. I edit every single story in every book. The stories get my personal touch. Well, as you know, because you gave me a story that was 99% of the way there and then I gave you a new last line about being one step removed from homelessness. I like that. I love that. Yeah, we just had to wrap it up. That's what we had to do. Well, I guess we're going to wrap up this interview also. Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, our listeners can find your books on Amazon, and they can learn more about you at TonyDurso.com. So D-U-R-S-O is technically spelled with an apostrophe, D-apostrophe, U-R-S-O. But for internet purposes, leave out that apostrophe. And just type TonyDurso.com and you can learn more about Tony's fabulous podcast and, and his books and everything else that he does. So thank you. It was really a pleasure to have you join us today. And thank you so much for contributing your life story to be included in our revised Chicken Soup for the Soul edition. Thank you so much, Amy. You are greatly appreciated with the legacy that you've carried on with Chicken Soup for the Soul. Just thank you so much. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. And please join me next time for a couple of stories about how to keep the romance alive in your relationship. From Chicken Soup for the Soul, the advice that changed my life.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.